Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Money Matters with your host, Gary Goldberg. For over four decades, Gary has been helping people navigate their retirement portfolios. That was nine presidents ago, and the Dow was at 800. Through the ups and downs of the markets, our country, and our daily lives, Gary has seen it all and provides real money management for real people. Because after all, money matters. Now, here's Gary Goldberg. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Welcome to the program. We have had a lot of important programs in the 37-year history of Money Matters, and I would say that today would rank amongst the most important ones because many people are seeing their portfolios in shambles. My job as a money manager, as a person who uh, is supposed to guide people during periods of turmoil, gosh, it's easy to guide people when everyone's making money, but the real responsibility really falls on the shoulders of a money manager when markets are in turmoil, and they are. They're in shambles, they're in turmoil, they're in disarray. You could call it whatever you want, but it has been a painful period for investors since the beginning of January. In fact, the market highs occurred back last September, but the reality is we're seeing a lot of problems in the month of January. The takeaway that I want to give you today is I want you to do a lot of thinking when it comes to your portfolio, not a lot of acting. And most investors do a lot of acting and not a lot of thinking. That is a big mistake. And on today's program, I'm going to try to give you some calmness and serenity. I am not a Pollyanna. I have been managing money for four decades. And I've gone through recessions, depressions, crashes, you name it. But at least if you're listening to me on Money Matters, you deserve to get the um, wisdom of my experience. And I'm going to do my best to help you during this period of turmoil. As I said, it's a lot of fun when markets go higher, but it is very painful when we are going through these major declines and you are being tugged between should I get out, should I sell, is the world coming to an end, should I buy on these dips, should I just sit tight? I want to point to an amazing comeback that happened at the beginning of this week. It was a remarkable comeback. It happened on Monday. Anybody who bought during the early declines on Monday uh, should be pretty content with that choice, even if the stock market will retest its lows later on because you're very lucky if you buy at the bottom. After an 1,100-point drop on Monday, a lot of people perhaps did buy, but they were lucky. You're as lucky as those people who sell at the top. That's all it is. It's luck. It's not skill. But it is controlling your emotions that is important. So as I said, the very important feature is do a lot of thinking when it comes to your portfolio, not a lot of acting. And most investors do a lot of acting 
as I said, and not that much thinking. So the kind of at least temporary bottom that we saw uh, on Monday is um, indicative of the money that is on the sideline that re-enters the market when the cloud, albeit temporary, lifts from an overdone, an oversold portfolio. These kinds of bottoms tend to be revisited. Uh, You're going to have another shot at it, I think. But the bottom line is if you bought into the weakness that we saw at the beginning of the week, you might have bought in at uh, a crescendo of selling. And then I think you're going to end up being happy with your decision. It is going to probably occur again. You know, sometimes it feels like nothing works. Valuation of the market, sentiment, earnings. When you get that feeling, you have to buy stocks if you're an investor, not sell them, because it's almost never as bad as it seems. So when we were down 1,100 points, on Monday before turning around and actually finishing higher by 100 points, 99 to be specific. The sellers weren't just afraid of the bear. What were they afraid of? They were afraid of a recession. And then when that happens, the market goes down endlessly when there are recession worries. It always, at least in my opinion and experience, it overshoots the correction. And a portion of the weakness came from the concerns that the Federal Reserve in their two-day policy meeting, and remember, I taped this show on Wednesday, so the meeting is still going on. And yes, Wednesday, today, market is higher. But a lot of investors were worried what Federal Chairman Jerome Powell is going to do if he's going to adopt a more hawkish position on inflation. So they sell stocks to get ahead of the decision. Let me remind you, more than 70% of the market is not in control of Mr. and Mrs. America. It is controlled by computers. Let me remind you, mutual funds, ETFs make money when trading occurs. So they look for catalysts to sell. The computers get triggered. Then the cash goes to the sidelines. And what does it buy? It buys back the same stocks for the most part. Sometimes when you're concerned about what the Fed is going to do, it may seem like a very rational approach. But let me ask you a question. Since when is the stock market rational? We are going to have a very, very choppy market. You need to know to put on the seatbelt. You need to know at what price you think a stock is attractive. And yes, then pull the trigger on buying it when it reaches that level. That's a discipline that you need to initiate. If you're in a 401k plan, it's being done for you. You don't have to worry about it because you put money in from every paycheck and lo and behold, you are dollar cost averaging. But the end of the stock market selling is probably not over. That's not the way this works. It's not always an immediate V-shaped rally. However, I, Gary Goldberg, remain bullish. Am I remaining bullish on all aspects of the market? Of course not. You know I favor a sector that has gotten hurt lately. That's the large cap, high quality technology stocks, the likes of Apple, 
NVIDIA, Amazon, Microsoft, and I can go on and on. You know the names, the high quality ones. Do not get involved in junk. There is no reason to get involved in anything lower quality when the high quality companies are currently on sale. When you see NVIDIA down 25 or 30% and they're rocking on all aspects of their business, that's what you want to buy. Check with your own advisor. I am not your advisor. For the sake of disclosure, I am an owner of NVIDIA, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and I am not uncomfortable. If anything is to be decided, perhaps I would add more, although I have significant positions for a long period of time in those companies, never having sold a share. It is so enjoyable when they go up. It is so unrealistic when they go up 90% over three years for the NASDAQ. 90%, 30% a year for the NASDAQ. Is that unrealistic? Of course it is. We're going to talk a little more about that a little later in the program, I guess, is a wonderful one. Former Labor Secretary and former Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow. So stay tuned. You're listening to Gary Goldberg, 845-368-0010. I'll be back in just a moment. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. Investment plans are not one size fits all. Your needs might be different from your neighbors and your friends. Are you looking to invest for long-term value? Do you need more income? What do you want to leave to your heirs? Cookie-cutter investment plans might suffice for some, but they don't work for everyone. Is your current financial strategy tailored to your needs? Call me, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. I will sit down with you, look at your state of finances and your investment needs, whether it be to prepare for retirement or if you are already enjoying your golden years and would like to make your money work better for you. We've been providing real money management for real people for over 40 years, weathering the ups and downs of the markets. Call me today for a free consultation about what kind of investment plan is best for you. 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. And thank you for listening to Money Matters. I want to talk to you about, again, the market declines, but turning lemons into lemonade. Because market declines can be very scary. They're painful events. But they do present opportunities to you. And I'm specifically focusing on tax loss harvesting, trimming your future tax bill, perhaps through a Roth IRA conversion, perhaps uh, harvesting some tax losses. And I want to get into that because there's always something you can do as long as it is justifiable, rational, and not emotional. Do not be emotional. But you can rebalance during a bear market. You can buy stocks on the cheap. So during this... uh, period of time, I am reminded about the 30% drop, the violent plunge at the beginning 
of 2020 at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. How soon we forget, because the market rallied right back about 75%, as I recall, after that decline of 30%. So the S&P plummeted, as I was saying, about 30%. Let's call it a third in the end of February, beginning of March. And then in the next 12 months, it rallied 75%. And if you were wise enough to capitalize on that, you gloated, didn't you? Well, suppose you want to consider a Roth conversion. What better time is there when the market is down and you pay less taxes? So if you are planning on doing a Roth conversion, and let's go back to 2020, if you move money into a, from a tax-deferred traditional IRA into a Roth, boy, were you smart. The money moved into something where it was tax-free. You paid less taxes because you sold when your stocks were down or you transferred them when the stocks were down. Then all of a sudden you got all of the gains that would have been taxable. They're now in a tax-free account. You should not do a Roth conversion during a market downturn unless it made sense for you to do one anyway. So I want you to check with your accountant. Find out if it makes sense. If you want to do it and you are able to pay the taxes because you have to pay the tax in the year you do the conversion, that makes sense. Also, your age comes into it. Do you have time to make up for the taxes that you pay or are you too old to make up for it because you're not going to live forever? Sometimes it makes money to keep the money in a tax-deferred account. You pay the higher taxes when you pull the money out. At other times, you should do the conversion. And when the money comes to pay the taxes for the Roth conversion, you have to say, where's it going to come from? Do you have to sell some additional shares in your traditional IRA to pay the taxes? Because then what are you doing? You're neutralizing your benefit. You're selling while the market is low. Yes, you're converting when the market is low, but you need the money to pay the taxes. So if you're sitting with money in a bank account doing nothing, uh, it may make sense for you to do it at that point in time. The other thing I want to get at is tax loss harvesting. So if you have a large taxable account and all of a sudden you have stocks that looked like they were great opportunities, but they turned into something that was not so great. We all have some of those. You can take the losses. This has nothing to do with the conversion, but look at your portfolio, take the losses while the market is down. And remember the IRS has a wash sale rule that does not allow you from rebuying the same stock within 30 days and claiming it as a loss, but there are ways of getting around that. So let's say you had a large cap quality growth company and you don't want to be out of the market for a month and miss a potential rebound. Well, you take the money as a result of your sale of some individual stocks, you reap the benefit of the loss, and you take that money and park it at least for a month in something like the Russell 1000 index, which is uh, just like a high quality technology portfolio. It certainly replicates the S&P 500 index in many ways, but it's different enough not to violate the wash sale rule that the IRS imposes. Explore it with your advisor. Perhaps I could give you some guidance in that respect. 
Uh, you can always call me at 845-368-0010, and we can chat about what is best for you. There are also other stocks, if you don't want to go into an index, that will not compromise your position. So if you want to be in large cap technology and you are getting uh, hurt in some of the chip stocks right now and you want to be in chip stocks for the future, well, hypothetically, you sell whatever chip stock you are losing money in by another chip stock of equal or maybe even greater quality, but you can buy that for the time being in case there is a rebound. So you can pick different stocks in the same sector. You don't have to worry about missing out on the rebound. This is the kind of guidance that I have enjoyed giving to people over the years. This is, of course, my um, experienced guidance that I bring to you as a radio show. I also, for decades, led one of the leading money management firms of Gary Goldberg Financial Services, and I enjoyed helping so many people and continue to help many people with my advice. So I invite you, this is the time to give me a call. You don't have to be bashful. I don't bite. I enjoy helping. That is my role in life, aside being a good family man, a good provider to all of the people who have worked for me, to my children, my grandchildren, and I hope that uh, I can guide you in major ways as well. If you are not hearing from your advisor right now, shame on them. And if you're calling them and they are not returning your call the same day, shame on them. This is the time to communicate. This is the time to let you know what to do. And by the way, an answer like, oh, don't worry, hold on, it'll come back. That does not hold water. I just gave you some ways of taking advantage of your situation. You need to get that kind of information from your advisor. There's always something you can do. You know, if you are in a retirement account, there are no tax benefits, of course, in making any of these moves. But there are other opportunities such as I just discussed. We are going to take a break right now. I'm going to repeat my phone number, 845-368-0010. When we come back, I want to talk to you about Bitcoin. I have shied away from Bitcoin. Did I miss out on it? Sure. But the discipline certainly is something I want to discuss because any of the late entrees into Bitcoin are licking their wounds. And I want to talk about that when we return. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. You're listening to Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Income matters, and it can come from many sources. We at Money Matters like dividend-paying stocks. We prefer high-quality dividend-paying stocks, not for everything in your investment portfolio and not all of the time. Still, if you're seeking income after retirement, look for companies with a history of raising their dividends on a regular basis. Give me a call, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. Talk to me about investing in high-quality, dividend-paying stocks and how to integrate them into your portfolio. Quality dividend-paying stocks can bring you income during retirement, even in years of a rough market landscape or a period of slow economic growth. 
Again, give me a call at 845-368-0010 for a conversation about dividend-paying stocks or to set up a no-charge, no-obligation consultation with me personally. I have been providing real money management for real people for over four decades. 845-368-0010. 845-368-0010. Before we went to break, I mentioned Bitcoin and a number of people called me throughout the year, perhaps even two years, about whether or not they should buy Bitcoin. My typical response was, tell me what you know about it. Why invest in something you don't know about unless it's fear of missing out, FOMO? And their typical response was, well, I'm concerned about inflation. I think that the U.S. currency is in the toilet, and I know people who are making money in it, and I'm not going to put a lot into it, but I want to play around in Bitcoin. My typical advice was get on a plane, go to Las Vegas, and catch a show because you'll have more fun. I do not invest in Bitcoin or Ethereum. That's my personal position, and my clients have not done that either. Having said that, did I miss out on a big rally? Yes, but I stuck with the discipline that I think is important over the years if you're going to be something other than a gambler. But the critical question was when I said to the individuals, tell me what you know about it, and they came up with an empty response, I said, would you invest in something that you have no understanding about just because your neighbor Fred made some money? And the usual answer was, of course not. So, There's been a dramatic sell-off on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. It has actually outpaced the stock market retreat since the uh, Federal Reserve pivoted from their support. Bitcoin investors were counting on inflation and they change in our currency to support their particular investment. So investors got spooked. Those who piled into these risky assets during the pandemic are paying the price. So to be specific, the price of Bitcoin in November hit 70,000-ish dollars. Now it's around $35,000, it lost about half its value. Well, one day this week, it was down about 10%. Since the start of the year, it's down almost 25%. Ethereum, the second largest cryptocurrency, did even worse. It came down about 35% since the beginning of this year, and in a 24-hour period, declined by 15%. Is that something you want to be involved in? Seriously. Are you going to put more than a few dollars in it just to enjoy gambling? Okay, you could do that. You can also bet on the Knicks. Next year, you'll have a chance to bet on the Giants. (laughs) There's been a decline over the past couple of months in this global currency market that has wiped out about a trillion and a half dollars in value. The value of cryptocurrency in November was around $3 trillion. The last I looked, it was around $1.6 trillion at the beginning of this week. Shy away, in my opinion. Supporters, of course, of Bitcoin and other currencies that are crypto say they have the potential to perform I should say, actually transform 
finance. They're pushing for crypto to edge further into the mainstream as a store of value, as a payment alternative. And yes, I do notice certain shops are accepting crypto. Uh, a lot of people are buying, but obviously they're increasingly selling crypto as a speculative bet because they want to make a profit. But the last decline, at least it demonstrated to me the perils of fooling around in crypto. A lot of people joined the digital gold rush in the last few months. That's usually the death knell when people who are average people jump on the bandwagon. The backers, and I understand the argument, the backers of Bitcoin, they say the value lies in the fact that it has a limited supply when the US dollar does not. The crypto network says they're only gonna mint 21 million of the tokens. That means it should serve as a safe place to park your money during periods of high inflation if there's a limited supply. But the prices are going up across the economy at a very fast clip, the fastest clip in inflation in 40 years. What are we looking at? Crypto has come down when, in fact, with inflation going up, crypto should be going up. I think this thesis is definitely under strain. What will the Fed do? Maybe they're going to raise interest rates. And then you're going to find that inflation will subside. There goes the argument. I prefer investing in quality companies. Instead of putting your money into Bitcoin by pulling it out of the stock market, which has gone down even faster than the stock market uh, during a period of inflation, give it a real second, third, and fourth thought. You don't need it. You're never going to put a lot of money into it. And you can do better things. Give it to your kids. Give them a gift. At least you'll get to see what happens with the money. Cryptocurrencies got swept up in the frenzy of optimism when the Fed uh, unleashed this propped up pandemic ravaged economy in 2020. That's why it got swept up. And it's human nature to think that, hey, I'm really smart. I bought cryptocurrency and I still own it, by the way. And this thing's going to keep going up. The same with some of these meme stocks, the same with the, some of these ridiculous stocks that had no value. Sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're painful. At best, they're very precipitous. The swings in these assets are increasing. They're also getting Washington's attention in relation to Bitcoin. Regulators may step in right now. They're not really regulated. So there are a number of lobbyists who are there to fend off tougher scrutiny. That's the first sign what the government may now do since more people are involved. But just keep in mind, the value has come down by about 50%. I warned you to stay away from it. I encourage you to buy quality on the dip. And I think over the years, you will do exceptionally well. When we return, I'm going to be uh, joined by a, an individual who I respect. She has been on the show any number of times. Her name is Secretary Elaine Chow. She has been Labor Secretary. She has been Transportation Secretary. Uh, without getting political, she is the wife of Mitch McConnell. You probably have heard of her, and I uh, hope that you can stay with me for the segment that is coming up. You're listening to Gary Goldberg, 845-368-0010. Back in just a moment. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. 
What does it mean to stress test your portfolio? You might ask, why would I have to worry about stress testing my portfolio? The fact is, this is a sensible time to do so. A careful investor must be ready for potential downturns, a potentially rougher market climate, and ripple effects from geopolitical events and policies set in Washington. Diversifying your investments is one way to increase the resilience of your portfolio. Minimizing overall risk, investment costs, and tax considerations are other important aspects of concern as well. Proper planning and regular evaluations of your portfolio will better prepare you to weather the next market storm. Is your portfolio stress-tested? Well, give me a call. Gary Goldberg, a no-charge, no-obligation consultation is available to you to stress-test your portfolio. I will walk you through the entire process. 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And once again, I am very privileged to have with me none other than former Labor and Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, who is a wonderful guest historically to be on Money Matters. Secretary Chow, welcome back to Money Matters. Well, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We are going through a very interesting period of time. Obviously, inflation is on everyone's mind. Unemployment is on everybody's mind. I'd love to hear from you what the current status is from your perspective of the unemployment crisis. Well, we are really seeing something that's uh... You know, quite a new phenomenon brought about, obviously, because of COVID uh, as well. But there is something called the Great Resignation, and it really is underway. And the job shifting has been historic. Now, that's good for a lot of workers who are either in good enough shape financially that they feel they can retire or they wanted to change jobs to move up or earn more money. But the labor participation rate is still very low, and that's a great concern because, obviously, Workers are the backbone of our economy, our economic security, and frankly, also our economic recovery. So the December jobs numbers were kind of a disappointment. Uh, Employers still can't hire all the workers that they need. And we see it uh, at restaurants, uh, grocery stores, and more broadly in key sectors like advanced engineering, trucking. We have such a lack of truckers. So there are approximately 11 million unfilled jobs right now. Uh, now, some of that is due to legitimate fears about the pandemic and some issues related to childcare, but that's still a huge number of unfilled jobs. And if you, we all want our economy to come back, we need the workforce. You know, Elaine to Chow, what, what, help this uh, recovery. What you have mentioned uh, that is of particular interest to my audience, since many people are retired who listen to Money Matters or are soon to be retired, is that they are forced to put off their retirement right now because the stock market is reacting to all of this negativity that is going on. In your estimation, is this changing when people might end up retiring? Well, the stock market just took a plunge a few moments before we just talked, 900 points. This has an impact. Clearly, there are people who are planning for their retirement. They thought the market was doing really well. Their 401ks are doing well. And now there's going to have to be some adjustment. So there will be an adverse impact on people who had wanted to exit the workforce, but now they can't. Now, but what this means also is that they're not the only ones. We still need more people to come back because the labor force participation rate 
was 61.9% in the last labor report. Mm-hmm. And people thought that was pretty good, but it's still well below the 63.3% pre-pandemic level. So as contrast, when I was Secretary of Labor, the labor participation rate averaged about 66.4% and was as high as 67.2%. In a workforce of over 157 million workers, this differential in the labor force participation rate means that more than 7 million workers have basically left the workforce and not returned. You know, and this is bad for our economy, for our economic recovery. A lot of people now want to work for home. They've gotten used to it. And uh, with Omicron and everything else that is going on, there may be a permanent tendency for people not to show up at their offices. They've gotten comfortable with working from home. Do you think that is going to be permanent or is it really transient? I think it's going to have a long-term impact, maybe not permanent, but longer than what we expected, many employers expected. Because with labor supply so tight, workers have greater leverage. They have more options than before. And their concept of work now includes a substantial portion devoted to remote work or hybrid. Some companies are even advertising remote work as a competitive tool. And and apparently, increasing wages alone does not address a worker shortage. It's a quality of life. It's the freedom to do things. So workers can basically afford to look at other fulfillments beyond uh, monetary compensation. I mean, the, the numbers are, are terrible in terms of the lack of workers. The American Trucking Association estimates that the trucking industry needs more than 90,000 additional truckers. FedEx and UPS can use 80,000 to 90,000 workers each. And now, so, so you know, this, this is a really, really, really tight labor supply. So you add that along with the supply chain problems, plus the overly, um, the, the overly generous uh, finan- uh, fiscal policies uh, that are um, occurring within our economy, that is what is driving up uh, the inflation. And we can talk more about that, too, because some of the inf- inflation numbers have come out and they do not bode well. So now the Federal Reserve is looking at everything that's going on, obviously, and there are comments that they'll be making Uh, in relation to interest rates and how often they're going to raise them. Do you expect them to look at this on a very temporary basis in view of inflation at 7% and then backing off? Are they going to raise interest rates in your estimation as many as four times as they are rumored to be doing? What do you expect with your experience in government for them to be doing? Well, I think um, Chairman Powell has acknowledged that inflation is not transitory and that it's a much longer-term issue that they have to address. Currently, they want to uh, obviously bring down inflation but not stop the economy. And right now, from what I understand, there's a disagreement within the Fed itself. Uh, The individual bank presidents have seen the impact of inflation in their local regions, so they're counseling for greater and higher interest rates. But the Federal Reserve itself, obviously, is concerned about being too punitive to the economy and slowing the economy down during a very pivotal year. So I think there's some division and a disagreement among the, uh, you know, among the, the, the governing bodies itself. But clearly, 
uh, I think everyone has agreed that the Fed needs to take some actions and they so, need to uh, do what's right uh, in terms of dealing with inflation. So, Secretary Chow, it seems that uh, there's a need for skilled workers and that the skilled workers are in the driver's seat when it comes to negotiations. Do you expect interest rates and the unemployment figures will remain high for the time being? A lot of workers have left the workforce for various reasons. And I think COVID is not helping. That has been a, a factor in not enticing uh, the workers to come back. And of course, uh, the monetary and fiscal policies of this country has also aided um, to keep the workers home. Uh, for example, the government should not be competing with the private sector in compensating workers. And so far, you know, it really has been. And the Build Back Better uh, proposal would have injected an enormous amount of stimulus to our uh, economy. And, um, you know, I think a lot of credit needs to be given to Senators Cinema uh, and also Manchin for being so courageous in pulling uh, out, you know, and kind of putting a stop to um, this continual infusion of uh, stimulus uh, to an economy that really should not uh, be taking on anymore. You, and you this won't end soon because we're also in a global economy. And due to the lack of vaccines in some countries, the restrictions and lockdowns will continue. And plus, the continued shortage of semiconductor chips will have an impact on you know, um, economic recovery. I think what people have to recognize is as the Fed raises interest rates, it begins to attract money from other countries because when you start to see 2% on the 10-year Treasury rather than a quarter or a half a percent, just the fact that interest rates are going up, it will attract other countries to buy our Treasuries, which puts a lid on interest rates going up by definition. Would you agree that that is a built-in uh, lid that we'll see on interest rates going up much further? Well, we are also the political haven of the world. Right. So we are naturally a very attractive place uh, for investors to invest. And when the interest rates goes higher, that's even a greater incentive as well. But the inflation is going to continue. As I mentioned, you know, the problems with the supply chain, the labor supply, combined with an accommodative monetary policy are resulting in an increase in prices. And we see it. In the two statistics data points that came out, for example, last week's producer price index, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that producer prices moved up 9.7% in 2021, the largest calendar year increase since data was first calculated in 20, uh, 2000, I mean, uh, in, in 2010. So this is uh, driven by increase in services, especially in transportation and warehousing. Uh, I'm sorry, that data is really 1910, so... Uh, this follows data from uh, January 12th on the Consumer Price Index, which showed that over the past year, inflation rose by 7%, the highest since 1982. It's unbelievable. Now, this, December CP yeah, this December CPI rate is the most important one of the year because it is used to reset multiple government contracts and set into place adjustments for millions of uh, you know, contracts and working relationships. And the increase... And the producer prices show that inflation will continue to stay elevated in the months ahead as higher producer prices work their way 
into consumer goods and services. So the bottom line is, what do you expect investors to do during this period where they're just not used to the markets acting the way they have been acting? Is this a temporary drop in the market in your estimation with your experience? Or will the Federal Reserve and the government act to bring things back for the average investor where they feel confident once again? Well, I think the Federal Reserve is in a tough spot. The Fed wants to move against inflation, but it doesn't want to risk slowing down the economy in an election year. And as I mentioned, within the Federal Reserve system, the Federal Reserve bank presidents want to raise interest taxes because they can see the price hikes around the country. But the Board of Governors does not. So all in all, it's not a very easy place for the Fed to be in as it heads into a major um, midterm election year. I wish we had more time to talk, uh, Secretary Elaine Chow, but it is always a good opportunity for me and for my audience to hear what you have to say. I wish you all of the very best, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. I hope you found that of interest. When I have the opportunity to speak with somebody with Elaine Chow's experience, It is indeed a pleasure, and I hope that you got something out of the conversation. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit Mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. Investment plans are not one-size-fits-all. Your needs might be different from your neighbors and your friends. Are you looking to invest for long-term value? Do you need more income? What do you want to leave to your heirs? Cookie-cutter investment plans might suffice for some, but they don't work for everyone. Is your current financial strategy tailored to your needs? Call me, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. I will sit down with you, look at your state of finances and your investment needs, whether it be to prepare for retirement or if you are already enjoying your golden years and would like to make your money work better for you. We've been providing real money management for real people for over 40 years, weathering the ups and downs of the markets. Call me today for a free consultation about what kind of investment plan is best for you. 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. And thank you for listening to Money Matters. A few weeks ago, I mentioned a few stocks that uh, I suggested you talk to your advisor about, one of which was Philip Morris, which has done particularly well. It was yielding about 8%. It's still in that vicinity, putting aside all of the uh, cultural things involved with tobacco. Those who are looking for dividends um, did buy that. A number of you called me, and uh, it has done well. It has actually gone up during this period of time. And uh, there was another mention that I made of a uh, an ETF called QXLT, QF as in Frank LT. That also has done particularly well. Well, it's yielding somewhere in the vicinity of nine percent. These all have risks. They use some leverage. So again, you need to do the examination yourself. There's one other one I'm going to mention to you: QYLD L David. 
their goal is to pay out a 7% rate of return to investors. They use various techniques to do it. Talk with your own advisors. I'm merely repeating them because a number of people called me and asked me to do so. I do not own any of them. However, they are income-oriented investments, and you can take a look at them. No recommendation. I'm very careful on this program not to do that over the air uh, for good reasons. So let's talk about inflation for a moment because it really feels badly. It is coming down in certain sectors of the grocery. Meat has started to come down, but I want to put it in perspective. It is nowhere near the 1970s level that many of you may recall. Inflation was at 12% in 1970s, now at 7%, albeit I think temporary. And by the way, that 12% in the mid 70s didn't peak until the spring of 1980 when it hit 14.6%. The factors that created that situation, thankfully, are not an issue today. They relate very much so to the oil situation. Wages are going up now. There's no evidence of a wage spiral forming. Global trade has increased competition. It has kept prices low. So people who are doing comparisons to the 17 up to the 1970s and 1980s, I think are missing the mark. And as I said, we're far less dependent on foreign oil now than we were 40 years ago. Here's the main question. When can we expect inflation to come down? I want to give you a warning. You don't want to own long-term bonds during higher interest rates and higher inflation. There are also certain sectors of the stock market you do not want to be in during high inflation. That's one of the reasons why technology has come down, because technology stocks are based upon future earnings. And if inflation is going to erode the buying power of future earnings, technology is out of favor. So if you expect inflation to come down, that's when you start to look at buying technology again. I'm in the optimistic camp. I think the worst is now behind us. But even the most optimistic observer says prices are going to come down overnight. A year from now, inflation is going to be low enough. We probably won't even be talking about it the way we are now. The discussion about higher inflation is understandable right now. I personally think it's overdone. There are weapons to combat it. That's why the Fed is there. That's why they're having their meetings. But right now, it's manageable, I believe. It's a symptom of an economy in recovery. People are still spending. Unemployment is low. It's a good problem to have. But if growth were to contract and prices did not come down, then the Fed would have some serious issues in dealing with inflation. So I want to um, comment again about one particular company that I have uh, uh, been an investor in for a long time. Because when I see something come down for uh, an understandable reason, I think it's my responsibility on Money Matters to share with you why I own a particular company, for full disclosure, and at the same time tell you do not buy it because Gary Goldberg owns it. Talk to your own advisor. But uh, I have been an investor in a stock called NVIDIA for uh, now it's been five years. I've never sold a share. 
course, last year was glorious. It was up 128%. It has come down, as I said, so far this year, somewhere between 25 to 30%. That's a justifiable decline in a high beta, high volatile stock in technology. It certainly was one of the biggest winners in 2021. It's a semiconductor company. You can look it up. Just gotten caught up in the winds, I believe. And I think personally, it's a good buying opportunity in the coming weeks because they're very innovative. And for a longer term, they're certainly very innovative. They are involved with so many different things that are involved in technology. They're a chip play in the high-end PCs, in data centers, in video games, in mobile devices, automotive applications. They're one of the best ways to gain exposure to the new technology like AI, artificial intelligence. I did not invest in Tesla, but autonomous driving is a way that I chose to invest in it. And as you may know, Ford is now involved in that. You might have forgotten that NVIDIA's third quarter earnings report, the last one we had seen, there was so much action in the stock that was negative. Then the company grew its revenues by 50%. They had $7.1 billion. This is not some small technology company. For the quarter, they had $7.1 billion. Now, of course, there's headline risk to consider. There's uh, talk that they may call off their deal with ARM. Okay, so that's now being speculated. They may call off the deal with ARM. It was a $40 billion deal. That would take a cloud away from that particular stock. So once again, I focus on several stocks on Money Matters. That is one that I suggest you take a look at for your own purposes. You can talk to me, talk to your own advisor. Time for us to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Income matters, and it can come from many sources. We at Money Matters like dividend-paying stocks. We prefer high-quality dividend-paying stocks, not for everything in your investment portfolio and not all of the time. Still, if you're seeking income after retirement, look for companies with a history of raising their dividends on a regular basis. Give me a call, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. Talk to me about investing in high-quality, dividend-paying stocks and how to integrate them into your portfolio. Quality dividend-paying stocks can bring you income during retirement, even in years of a rough market landscape or a period of slow economic growth. Again, give me a call at 845-368-0010 for a conversation about dividend-paying stocks or to set up a no-charge, no-obligation consultation with me personally. I have been providing real money management for real people for over four decades. 845-368-0010. We're at the end of our program for today, and I just want to once again revisit what I said at the beginning of the program. The kind of turmoil in the market right now makes it feel like nothing is working. That's not true. Things are working. They are operating on the patient. When the patient is being operated on, it's painful. The recovery can be painful. We have inflation at 7%. We have markets in turmoil. 
This is the time, as I said, to harvest some tax losses. Talk to your accountant. See if you need to harvest them. Look at your portfolio. See whether or not you want to sell certain stocks. Wait 30 days and buy them back. Or use an alternative stock in the same area so that you stay in the sector that you want to be part of. Do not be afraid of what's going on, at least in my opinion. This is understandable. I believe personally it is manageable, and I believe there are buying opportunities that will make the adventurous investor money during this period of time. And let's not forget about what I said in relation to Roth conversions or giving some money away to your kids while the price is low. Let them buy some growth stocks. There are many opportunities when markets are in disarray like they are now. You're welcome to call me at any time, 845-368-0010. We can have a one-on-one -on -one chat about your situation. Thank you for listening. This has been Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Make it a great day. Securities offered through Newbridge Securities Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and investment advisory services offered through Newbridge Financial Services Group Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Office of Supervisory Jurisdiction, 1200 North Federal Highway, Suite 400, Boca Raton, Florida, 33432, toll-free number 877-447-9625. This is not an offer to purchase or sell a security. Such offers can only be made after a thorough review of offering materials and a sustainability review by a qualified professional. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote market or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Gary Goldberg, Newbridge Securities Corp., and Newbridge Financial Services Group Incorporated and their affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.